This is a special ShishMed Connections 2022 podcast as we talk with keynote speakers and session leaders from the show. I'm Bill Klaproth. Right now, we're going to talk with Camille Strickland, Senior Vice President at BVK. Camille, welcome. Hi, nice to be here. Yes, thank you so much. So you did a special ShishMed member meetup on defining and prioritizing DEI strategy and communications plans. Just give me a quick recap. Tell me about the meetup. Sure. So a number of us got together, a few healthcare strategists, to share how our organizations are translating all the recent discussions around diversity, equity, and inclusion, the tactics, the types of investments their organizations are making to create meaningful strategies and communication plans that translate ultimately to better care delivery and experiences. You know, this seems to be not only a hot but very important topic that we're talking about DEI strategies and communication plans. So what sources of data are you using to understand community and organization DEI needs? How do you do that? Yeah, well, one of the imperatives that came out of our meeting was this need to leverage multiple data sources to really uncover those internal and external needs, so that diversity and information. I think alongside that, one important aspect is sort of how we interpret that data, you know, the ability to look at these sources, which can often be complex depending on what you're drawing from, to create or, you know, to craft the right story about the need that the organization may have from a workforce standpoint or that the community that the organization serves might have. And so one of the things that came out of that conversation for everyone was just the need to make sure that we're doing so obviously using internal and external data, but that we're also partnering wherever it's necessary to really make sure that we're making sense of the information for effective strategy setting and communication. So when you say multiple data sources, can you give me an example of those? Absolutely. So internally, you might look at HCAPS data. You might, for example, look at internal communication survey data, press gainy data, any type of data that you typically collect, whether it be employee or patient data, to sort of understand what's happening to the folks that you're serving or working with. On the external side, we often see folks lean on local, state, regional, or federal data to understand their communities and to get context for some of what their internal data is showing them in order to kind of understand, like I said, the needs from a diverse equity and inclusive standpoint. Yeah, so for this to happen generally, in my experience and the people that I talk with, it almost seems like you need a champion of DEI, somebody that's going to really run the point on this and drive this through. Who typically serves as a champion of DEI? Well, I think one of the overwhelming consensus coming out of that meeting was that DEI is really everyone's job in the organization. That being said, we know that can seem really ambiguous. And so we've seen a couple of different approaches to leadership. And it's really important to emphasize that regardless of the approach taken by our organization, it's critical to be communicated who is leading the effort. So some organizations take on a very top-down approach where you have a chief diversity officer or several executives that are really leading across clinical and administrative areas and they're setting and driving priorities. Others use more of a shared responsibility approach where they're guided by organized data that allows them to uncover and address disparities. 
And then others have what we're seeing as more of a lesser known or lesser seen but growing model of a bottom-up approach where you lean into things like caregiver affinity groups and departmental champions who have a passion for taking action to help drive some of the focus around DEI efforts. So when it comes to either approach someone may choose, what is most important in that? Regardless of which direction you choose in terms of approach, really important, again, that it's communicated, you know, how you're doing this so that folks know who to go to, folks know who information is going to be coming from, and folks know that they do have a role and they can see themselves in this work. So when we talk about DEI in healthcare, we're often talking about care disparities, but there's a lot more to it than that, right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion really goes beyond care that's provided. We often also see this as an important topic when talking about workforce innovation. It's really important for people to be able to see themselves in a number of different ways. We also are careful to make sure that we define that beyond, you know, some of the more commonly known areas such as ethnicity and really think about other types of topics, neurodivergency, things like that nature. So it's a really all-inclusive, sorry for using the word again, sort of all-encompassing, I should say, sort of idea that diversity, equity, and inclusion is really around not just care, but also around the workforce that you have that's delivering that care. So there's a lot of things under that DEI umbrella, as you say, but getting back to care disparities in the community, what are some of the factors that contribute to or impede a community's ability to achieve good health? And how can organizations take steps to address care disparities? Well, for every organization, this is going to be different. And I think that's where the importance of data and and how we analyze it and what we analyze is really, really comes into play. But essentially, it's about going beyond our four walls, you know, as a hospital, really thinking through the real life, real time impediments that people have to good health. And this can lend itself to social determinants of health, which we are all familiar with, housing, you know, social stigma, transportation, health literacy. These are all things that factor into how people access care and whether or not people can afford care. And so thinking through the dynamics of that in every single market or in your market as a health system is really critical to not just understanding the need, but beginning to put into place effective strategies to address these. Okay, so when we talk about effective strategies to address these, how does an organization go about starting this process of planning and preparing and putting a strategy and a communication plan together? Well, coming out of our meeting, we actually put together a really simple process map for this because we thought it was really important for systems that probably getting into this work for the very first time. And so the way we look at it is first identify your champion and your stakeholders while everyone in the organization is responsible for it. There needs to be clear communication around, you know, who's leading. The second is just making sure that you're assessing the right data. So identifying various data sources like we talked about, but really creating a true picture of what the need is. The third is implementation. This kind of work really requires folks to be action-oriented in mindset and really collaborative. Oftentimes, you're not able to solve these problems 
with your folks only internally, but you have to look outside for partners, whether it be in the community, other organizations, vendor partners, to really think about how you're going to address some of these and have them be meaningful. The final piece of the process is really around accountability. And so I think this is often where folks get lost. It's determining, you know, the effectiveness what we put in place work, how will we measure? This is a critical part of having a sustainable DEI program or effort. And so we often look at accountability as being the last step, but it really, if you think about it, is thrown throughout this process, this process of building a DEI program. Yeah. So those are great, Camille. So thank you for sharing those with us. So one, identify your champion who is leading, as you said, accessing the right data, three, implementation, action-oriented, and four, accountability. Can I ask you a question about number two, accessing the right data? So you're, you're gathering all of this data. What are the metrics that you're looking for? What should we be looking for in the data? So I think it's clear, like disparities are often one of the first things folks look at, right? So looking across data, you can look at different communities or populations and figure out who's accessing your care. You can look at rates, so disease rates. You can look at condition rates. It can be just about anything. I think part of this challenge is not to go in with preconceived ideas about what the data might tell you, but actually let the data tell you stories. So picking up on common themes across data points is also a data sources is another really important aspect of this work as well. So be open and, and let the data tell you the story. Correct. Yeah. This, well, this is a really fascinating and, again, as I said before, a really important topic to discuss. So as we wrap up, Camille, and thank you so much for your time, when it comes time to defining and prioritizing DEI strategy and communication plans, anything else you want to add? Anything else we should know about this? I think the consensus, again, coming out of this meeting was, you know, this is essential to delivering high-quality health care, this emphasis on diversity, equity, inclusion. And in recent years, we've seen the social and corporate conversation place a real spotlight on health systems and hospitals around the responsibilities that they have to formalize and expand these efforts as they work to address, you know, the increasing challenges we have with care affordability and care access. So, it's really critical that systems have a framework from which to start if they're interested in this kind of work. And so we're really excited about this conversation and the output of it as a simple way for systems to get going here. Yeah. And as you said, I think this sums it up perfectly. You said this is essential to developing high quality care. I love that word essential, right? I mean, this is it. This is it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Camille, this has really been informative. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. And make sure you sign up for this year's ShishMed virtual conference, October 12th, 2022, plus on demand through the end of the year. The virtual conference will feature access to 50 plus sessions recorded from the September in-person annual conference, plus all new live sessions. Just go to shishmed.org, that's S-H-S-M-D.org slash virtual to learn more and to get registered. And please join us at the next ShishMed Connections annual conference, September 2023 in Chicago. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and find access to our full podcast library at shishmed.org slash podcasts. I'm Bill Klaproth. As always, thanks for listening.